from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Back to action as the Bears find Andrews in the corner. She unloads a three, and she hits a three, and it's a six-point ball game. Two minutes into the third quarter. Andrews for three, and she hits another one. It's a three-point ball game. Two and a half minutes into the third quarter, an 18-point deficit is down to three. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. You know, I, I just think it's this idea that what we have to do is prepare and believe and then own the underdog role because we don't have anything to lose. Follow the Bears through March Madness on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Greg McDermott holds both arms in the air. Baylor will back off. Shireman will dribble out the final seconds, and for the second year in a row, the Bears' season comes to an end in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Today, here in Denver, Colorado, the Bears fall to the Creighton Blue Jays, 85-76, the final score. Yeah, the storyline is going to be that Creighton just made shots, and they did, John. They shot 47% from the floor. They made 46% of their threes. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Baylor women's basketball continues in the NCAA tournament. They get a shot at UConn coming up tonight. For the men, the tournament, the season is over as the Bears fall to Creighton yesterday in Denver. Welcome in. Talk about all of that. Glad you're with us on this Monday. Back from Denver late last night. And uh, season, uh, you know, it always comes to an end. It's too early unless you win the national championship. So the season ended uh, much too early for Coach Drew and the Bears yesterday. That lost to a really good Creighton team. I mean, uh, they are really really good and shot the ball well. You heard the highlight cut there. It was one of the main points Pat Nunley made at the end of the game. But 85-76 was the final, so the Bears end the season at 23-11 and and end in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, end of the year, end of the road for Baylor basketball. The most disappointing thing was, I mean, the game was never really in doubt. Creighton took the lead, and they had the lead the entire game. And I know Baylor made some runs and cut it to, you know, five or six once or twice, but Creighton controlled that game the entire game almost. That was that was the most disappointing thing. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. They, Baylor got it to five in the second half, got it that close. But then Creighton just, you know, zoomed right back out by double digits, and uh, it was just a struggle for Baylor. Bears played better, shot better, much better in the second half, but they were just trading baskets, really, and just couldn't get enough stops, you know, couldn't ha- didn't have enough defense to, uh, you know, to hold off Creighton. So, um, 
uh, always tough when you get to the end of the season. Uh, tough to to uh, uh, blow a 30-point game by L.J. Cryer and not win the game, but that is part of what happened yesterday also. So, And yesterday's game, don't you think, Aaron, was a lot like uh, a number of other games this year for Baylor? Yeah, it really was. It was uh, It reminded me of the start to conference play. It was really, really similar to those first three conference games that they lost and uh, just couldn't get stops when they needed them, you know. And because if you if you remember back, all three of those games, one of them was overtime but not counting the points scored in overtime. Right. Kansas State, TCU, and Iowa State, they all scored, I think it averaged out to 85 points. And then yeah. Great managed to do that yesterday. You're just not going to win if you give up 85 points. That's it. That's it. Really comes back to defense and getting stops and uh, just couldn't do that enough on a consistent basis to, uh, you know, to get the win yesterday. All right. So the Baylor men, their season has come to a close. Uh, The Baylor women continue. And we'll check in in uh, Stores, Connecticut with Derek Smith coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Derek and Sophia Young-Malcolm will call the game coming up tonight. Baylor versus UConn tonight. That is after, and you heard uh, some of the highlight cuts in the open, that is after a uh, an historic comeback on Saturday. Baylor was down by 18 points at the end of the first quarter. It was 22-4 to four at the end of the first quarter and really came storming back, got it to 11 at halftime, continued through the third quarter, and then won it by four, 78-74. Uh, Aaron, that was just a huge come-from-behind win for Nikki Collin and the Baylor women. It was. That That was a game that it could not have started any worse. Just, <laughs> you know, 22-4 at the end of the first quarter. They're making everything. You're not making anything. And then they just they got hot and were making shots and got enough stops you know, to make, well, the third biggest comeback in the yeah, history of the yeah. NCAA tournament. <laughs> it, was, that, it was a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that was really cool. So it was great to see. You know, the thing that were like really worked in their favor, yes, they fell behind by 18, but it was early in the game. You know, they had a lot of time to come back, and they did it. So well done by the Baylor women, 78-74 over Alabama on Saturday to get to this game tonight. And congratulations, you get UConn on their home floor <laughs> right. in the second round of the tournament and an angry UConn team that thinks they should have been a top seed but instead are a number two seed. That can work to your advantage sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, when good te- I don't like when good teams kind of try to manufacture outrage. <laughs> like, is there really a bunch of outrage right. and not being a one seed and being a two seed? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so we'll see how it goes tonight. But That may be, uh, that's just Geno Oriema just I think so, creating yeah. something they've, there. They've had some really down games this year. Most of them they managed to win anyway, but yeah, I, I when you're as successful as they are for as long as they have been, you you kind of got to look for bulletin board materials or, you know, ways to motivate the team sometimes, right. I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, Baylor women played tonight. We'll check in with Derek Smith coming up in just a bit. Baylor women, one of three women's teams in the Big 12, still alive and kicking uh, in the NCAA tournament. And uh, second-round games, uh, three of them come up tonight. Louisville and Texas play 6 o'clock. It's on ESPN. Baylor and UConn play. That follows on ESPN at about 8 o'clock tonight. And then 9 o'clock on ESPN 2, it's Oklahoma at UCLA. So those are the 
the three women's teams still alive in the NCAA tournament. On the men's side, you know just two remaining. Uh, Kansas State, a three seed in the East region. They play Michigan State. That is Thursday in New York City. So uh, K-State, huge win over um, Kentucky yesterday. So big win for uh, K-State. They're to the Sweet 16. And uh, Texas still alive, a two-seed in the Midwest Regional. They're headed back to Kansas City, familiar surroundings, where they won the Big 12 tournament. They will take on three-seed Xavier on Saturday at uh, 8.30 on Saturday. Is that right? Wouldn't it be on Friday? I would think that would be on Friday. I think this is a misprint on the Big 12 notes. Uh, I'll double-check. Aaron, help me out there. I would think that would be on Friday for Texas and Xavier because you're going to get, you know, you're going to get yes, it is Friday, on Saturday. It's okay. the twenty fourth. So okay, yeah. Uh, so Texas and Xavier Friday on CBS, approximately eight thirty, back in Kansas City. Texas and Kansas State, the only two uh, Big Twelve schools still going in the NCAA tournament on the men's side. Yeah, which is really surprising. You know, with the strength and the depth of the conference, but it just goes to show you how how crazy the NCAA tournament is. Yeah, man, it has been crazy. Uh, one team still in the NIT, that's Oklahoma State. They'll play tomorrow night against North Texas um, and coached by Grant McCaslin. So North Texas at Oklahoma State tomorrow night, 6 p.m., on ESPN. All right, uh, a little bit later, again, we'll check in with Derek Smith in Stores, Connecticut. The Baylor women taking on UConn tonight, 8 o'clock our time. The broadcast beginning at 7.30 on 104.9 FM. Right now, we'll take a break. When we come back, let's uh, let's check in at Baylor Ballpark. What a weekend they had, winning two of three over Kansas State in their conference opening series for the year. Great weekend for Baylor baseball. We'll visit with assistant coach Zach Dillon about that and we'll have that after a break glad you're with us on this monday john morris show brought to you by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat your friend in the car business on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com glenn moore and baylor bear softball on 101.3 fm Baylor softball back in action on the road this Wednesday morning at UT Arlington. 11.15 a.m. for the warm-up show. 11.30, first pitch Wednesday. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for our weekly check on Baylor baseball. His assistant coach Zach Dillon with the voice of the Bears. Welcome back. It's time for our weekly check on Baylor baseball. The way things are going, may need to make it a little more than weekly, but uh, Zach Dillon, Baylor assistant coach, joins us now on a Monday. And gosh, great timing uh, to visit with you after the K-State weekend. Two out of three for you guys over the Wildcats this weekend. Congratulations. Thanks, John. Yeah, it was a good weekend for our guys. You know, we needed we needed something positive to happen for us. And, uh, you know, the kids came out and competed really hard on Saturday and Sunday and got two big wins for us. Um, you know, really really started to swing the bat a little bit up and down the lineup and, and got some guys going that hadn't been going. So, um, like where we're at, heading into another big week. Conference opening series with K-State. Uh, how good was that to be at home? I mean, you guys have had a long string of home games. That has to be a plus. Yeah, I think with the state of our team and the youth, I think, you know, being in a comfortable environment can help you. Um, obviously, we haven't played as well as we w- would have liked during that stretch. Um, but at the same time, it's good to be at home. It's good to be in front of our fans and, and 
get our crowd behind us and and where they've kind of seen us grow in the last three weeks. So I think uh, hopefully that bodes well for the future. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna be challenged with a tough road series in Stillwater this weekend for sure. Um, and I think the Duke series probably helped prep us for that a little bit. So um, again, you know we're we're only as good as we are today. So we got to show up today and get back to work and and hopefully keep continual growth with these guys as the year progresses. You said uh, this series win was was good for the guys. It was good for everybody, wasn't it? Come on, be honest. This was good for everybody. Well, we're all as good as the guys, so they, <laughs> so we need right. we need the guys to feel good about themselves. Yeah. We need we need some of what we've been preaching um, to unfold and and get some results out of it. So I think from that standpoint, you know, it is great for all of us. You know, when when you're getting results on the field, it, it validates what you're coaching and what you're trying to get out of them. And and we certainly uh, saw some of that. Yesterday and, and Saturday as well. All right, give us some insight. Uh, what have you been preaching? What what has what has the message been that looks like it's really starting to pay off and show on the field? Well, the the biggest thing for holistically as a club, we're trying to get our guys to compete one pitch at a time. You know, you can't control anything that's happened, and you can't look forward to what might happen. You know, you got to you got to really be present in this game and learn how to pitch one, learn how to pitch one pitch at a time, learn how to have it at bat one pitch at a time. And I think we're starting to see that. Um, we've been preaching, you know, offensively from an offensive standpoint, being competitive for the course of a game, mm-hmm. you know, for a full nine inning games, every pitch, every at bat matters. And you don't know when that dam's going to break. Um, and we saw that yesterday in an eight run inning that, mm-hmm. that eventually led to a win for us. You know, you just don't know. We were getting, we were getting stuff for five innings by their starter and, um, the guys hung in there, they stayed with it and we got into the bullpen and, and you saw the dam break for mm-hmm. once, which was good to see. Um, and really, it was a bunch of competitive at-bats, getting hit by the pitch, getting balls in play with two strikes, staying on balls the other way, using a big part of the field, all the all the little things that, you know, I think everybody offensively tries to get accomplished. You know, we, we started to see some of that. We had some hard 90s where we beat some balls out, bang, bang plays um, that extended innings. And, you know, just playing hard being competitive, having fun, you know, with each other, getting behind each other is, is some of that overriding message that, that continually, you know, we push for. Mitch was telling me, uh, the, talking about the free bases that you gave them on Friday night, an 8-1 loss on Friday night. Um, and I'm sure that was a good message uh, to your team. And it sounds like they turned things around pretty well Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you know, I think we had nine walks on Friday. It's tough to win ball games that way. You know, you've, you've got to minimize the freebies. You've got to you've got to try to create your own freebies offensively. And and a lot of times, you know, the winner wins the freebie battle, uh, whether that be walk, hit by pitch, um, air, whatever have you, pass ball, wild pitch. Um, all those little plays, all those extra ninety feet, add up to to scoring runs. And you know, the team with the most runs wins. So the more we can get of those and and limit those on the defensive side of things, the better. I think you saw Mason Marriott go out there and give us six strong innings. Um, I think Will Rigney's performance yesterday lifted the whole club. Mm. I think the way he came in and attacked the game and and really competed hard on the mound, but also his presence in the dugout yesterday, he went to another level. And this team's dying for veteran leadership. Mm. 
and and he tends to be that guy that can give that to us. So his presence is so important, and I'm so proud of what he was able to do yesterday. Um, and hopefully, hopefully that continues on. Good. Uh, you know, you'd won the big midweek games, uh, Dallas Baptist and then Rice back to back Tuesdays. But here you beat K State on a weekend, so you saw their best arms. I mean, you know, you saw their best arms. How how much of a boost is that? Yeah, I think it's good. Anytime you're in league play and and you know you're facing you know good guys, I think beating good guys sometimes helps you know breed confidence you know and and that we learned you know in the dbu game they ran out a bunch of good arms that were able to compete and were able to were able to do this and uh you know i think the hitters are getting more confident as we go as they gain experience and and we gain experience of watching them and learning how to coach them um through some of these tough times i think you know you're seeing the offense elevate a little bit now we got a long way to go still you know we got a long way to go but we're going to keep pushing and and keep working daily and I think some of the individual attention we're giving them and coach Blair's done an unbelievable job um, working with them as I've been on the road at times you know recruiting during Mm -hmm. the week coach Blair's just really really helped some of these guys and um, we're going to continue to do that this week. All right, uh, let's talk about this week, Sam Houston State, uh, Tuesday night here at Baylor Ballpark. Then you go on the road to Stillwater to play a really good Oklahoma State team. Yeah, tough week for sure. You know, Sam Houston traditionally is a program that is very competitive and, and they're gritty, they're tough. You know, they're going to grind out ABs, they're going to demand their guys to throw strikes. So we got a work cut out for us on Tuesday for sure. Um, and then I think Oklahoma State is 13 and 2 in their last 15. So, <laughs> but they're coming off a tough weekend at Texas Tech. So we've definitely got our work cut out for us this week but we're going to do it one pitch at a time and we're going to keep we're going to keep instilling that you know that way of playing the game into our guys and not letting the lows get too low not letting the highs get too high and hopefully uh, have another competitive successful week that's a great approach Uh, congratulations again on the weekend keep it going this week thanks for the visit thanks john appreciate you That is Zach Dillon, assistant coach on Mitch Thompson's staff, the uh, hitting coach, the hitting guru, former Baylor catcher. And, uh, gosh, those guys doing so real, so well. And it's just fun to see them. You know, they're they're a bit shorthanded this year, Aaron, but, man, they get out there and they play hard. And uh, it's easy to get behind this team, you know, to to watch them, support them, and just see how they're growing. And then when they get the wins like they did, two out of three – uh, against K-State, and they won three out of four games last week. Uh, that's just, you know, the cherry on top. Yeah, you can see this team getting better. Like even, I mean, obviously you can see it with the wins, which are huge, but you could see it even before that in some of the underlying stats. They were striking out a ton of hitters. Yeah. You know, which eventually when the bats come around and, and, and if the fielding is good, is going to net you some wins, which it has uh, in the last week or so. So for Baylor baseball next up, uh, as he said, they'll host Sam Houston State. That comes up tomorrow night, 6.30 at Baylor Ballpark. Then they go to Stillwater to play a three-game series against Oklahoma State coming up this weekend. Games uh, Friday at 6, Saturday at 6, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor and Oklahoma State. Also, uh, Big 12 baseball from the weekend. Um uh, Oklahoma State went to Lubbock and uh, lost two of three to Texas Tech, including the Sunday game was uh, 12 to one uh, Tech over Oklahoma State. So a battle of a couple of ranked teams in the Big 12 there, and Texas Tech playing at home got the better of the Cowboys, winning two out of three. Oklahoma took two of three from TCU. That's a little surprising. 
uh, especially if you look at the uh, standings or the uh, national rankings. TCU, the highest-ranked team in the Big 12, but they open league play, dropping two of three in Norman to Oklahoma. Um, close games uh, all the way around through the weekend. Well, Friday wasn't. TCU won big 13-5 to on Friday. Oklahoma won 3-1 to on Saturday, and then the rubber match was 7-3 to on Sunday. Oklahoma um, taking two of three from uh, – uh, TCU this weekend. Baylor took two of three from Kansas State. West Virginia played out of conference, and uh, Kansas played out of conference this past weekend as well. Texas also. So up to date on the Big 12 and the standings uh, through the first weekend of league play, Tech, Oklahoma, and Baylor are tied for the league lead at 2-1 and one in conference play. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll go to Stores, Connecticut. Check in there with the voice of Baylor women's basketball and the voice of Baylor baseball. That is Derek Smith. Get a preview of tonight's matchup, the Baylor women versus UConn tonight. Coming off that huge come-from-behind win, Baylor women over Alabama on Saturday. Take a break and be right back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, it's your bank. Also brought to you by... D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy? Negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain. No, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he could soup <laughs> some sushi. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Hi, everybody. It's Jimmy with Advanced House Leveling. I just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done for us and our family over four decades. And I'm the funny, goofy dude on the radio, but this is kind of serious because your homes are serious. Nothing's funny about a foundation problem. If you do have a problem, give us a call, 254-235-4922 or fixitjimmy.com, and we'll do our best to protect your house. And once again, thanks, y'all. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 
Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Hey guys, it's Tom of the ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news, help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bounced out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 or three from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Looking for a trailer, not finding one. Andrews for the lead is good. Barry the three from up top. It's a nine to nothing run, and the Bears lead 71 to 68, prompting an Alabama timeout. You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. seconds left. Barber plays it in and throws it away. That'll do it. From 18 points down, the Bears have come back and beat Alabama 78-74. to The Bears are moving on. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield from Saturday. What a game, what a comeback, what a win for Nikki Collin and Baylor women. Derek uh, Smith with the call along with Sophia Young-Malcolm on uh, Saturday. Back at it tonight versus UConn. And we welcome in Derek Smith from Stores, Connecticut. Derek, uh, have you come down to earth yet after that big come from behind win on Saturday? Hey, John. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, I, I would say the answer is yes, although it took a little bit. I was pretty wound up on, on Saturday night and, and, and tried to apply that to getting ready for UConn. But I, I'll say I guess the only reason you come down from it is because you realize there's another game right around the corner. And it's against a pretty good opponent tonight in the UConn Huskies. But that was 
really a game for the ages, and you look at being down 22-4 to four like that, for them to come back like they did, and to do it repeatedly, too. You know, they were down 18 in the first, eight early in the fourth quarter, and three in the final minute, and they just kept coming. They're going to need to bring that kind of uh, attitude again tonight. Pretty amazing. Uh, what about the team? What I, I know Coach uh, Colin and the players were asked the question a couple of times, you know, do you build off that, that? Do you ride that wave? Or do you put that game behind you and just completely focus on this game tonight against UConn? What are your thoughts there? You know, it seems like they have gone about uh, preparing for this game just like you would expect they would as far as it being a big game against a great opponent, a, uh, you know, obviously season on the line this time of year. But I think they've done a lot to maintain that routine. They're obviously excited about the way the game finished, and I think you could look at those last three quarters and you feel some momentum coming out of that. By the same token, they know that they can't get off to a bad start against UConn more than likely and expect to win. You know, UConn, you know, it's hard enough to come back from a 22-4 to deficit against a very good team like Alabama against a potentially great team like UConn. That might be too deep a hole, and it's going to be a sellout crowd tonight, so you're going to have – not a neutral site game like it was Saturday. So I think that's really one of their big takeaways. They know they need to play uh, as well as they did for the last three quarters for 40 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to get in that kind of hole, anything close to it against UConn. How about Jamie Asbury and her day on Saturday? Man, that was fantastic. I was really happy for her personally, as you're talking about a player who is, you know, along with Caitlin Bickle, you know, they're the ones who are are, are playing for their careers right now as fifth-year players. And for her to have that kind of game on that kind of stage and to have the confidence to shoot, I think there's been some times that, that, well, I know, just think, I know there's been some times Coach Nikki has really tried to let her know how much faith that Coach Nikki has in her as a shooter. And she won her when she's open to take good shots. And, I think more than any other time in her Baylor career anyway, she did that on Saturday, and obviously she she hit most of them, 7 of 13 from downtown. And, you know, you look at that, Baylor doesn't come back in that game if she doesn't get on a hot streak in the second quarter and, you know, turn what was an 18-point deficit into something that by halftime felt a little more a little more manageable. And, you know, they may need that again from her, her this evening against UConn. Yeah. And and what's going on with Sarah Andrews, probably one of the smallest players on the court, no matter who you face, but her and her blocked shots, where's that yeah. coming from? You know, I Coach Nikki referenced uh, in the press conference, she said, Sarah has realized she can do that. And it may be as simple as that. All of a sudden, you know, when you're an athlete and you get another weapon in the arsenal, you're eager to try it out. And she's had plenty of opportunities. I think we've been seeing this. I think the first time I remember it was in the Kansas game way back in January where she blocked Kiana Jackson, who's 6'6", and you'd see it a couple of times, but it's really exploded in these last two games, including on a break Saturday, what looked like a potential breakaway layup for Alabama. All Sarah was doing was playing for the block, and she stopped, she planted, she bent her knees and just exploded and blocked the shot, and I think – she's realized that if she times it right, her leaping ability can uh, help her erase shots from much taller players. Wow, that's that's impressive to see. Very athletic moves if you can do that at her size. All right, uh, what about tonight against UConn? Derek uh, or Aaron and I were talking about this earlier. 
is there a real sense of injustice among the UConn team and program that they're not a number one seed, or is that something that's contrived by Geno to just kind of get the team fired up? You know, it's funny, John, that you say that because there there are two narratives to this season for for UConn. One is what you just said that they deserve to be another. They deserve to be a one seed. The the other is that look at all the adversity we've had to come through this year. And, of course, that adversity led to a season that still would be one of the better seasons for most programs. And and in fairness, they have dealt with quite a bit of adversity. You know, they lost Paige Beckers, the uh, National yeah. Player of the Year before the season. Um, Aji Fudd, uh, Fudd uh, one of their top players, a guard who Baylor's going to have to really watch tonight in his 22 games. Um, you know, sadly, Gio, Gino Arama's mother passed away. So they have dealt with quite a bit of they, – they've dealt with more than their share of challenges this year. And they lost back-to-back games this season for the first time in 30 years. So on one hand, there's the narrative of, oh, we should be the number one seed. On the other hand, there's a whole lot of factors that almost have them explain in a way why they, you know, went 30-5, and five, which is still a pretty good record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, a veteran coach like him, he's going to use anything available. So if he can make them think that they're slighted by a number two seed, hey, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's, yeah. what, what's Gamble like? I've never been there. What's that like? And uh, what do you think that uh, atmosphere is going to be like tonight? You know, I, I'm intrigued to see tonight. I was talking to Chloe Pavlik, uh, our assistant coach, who actually was a grad assistant here, and she said it's definitely going to be rocking. So they had a good crowd on Saturday when we got here, but by the time we actually pulled up to the, the pavilion, UConn was already up by 25 points, and the crowd was into it, but it kind of became that polite applause, that, that polite yeah. cheering yeah. By, by that point. <laughs> Hopefully Baylor plays in such a way that it's going to be a little bit different than that tonight, and you're going to get the uh, you're going to get the full ire of the the UConn yeah. crowd here. It's it, it definitely feels a little bit older. I'd say for a storied program, you know, the arena is is fairly nondescript, but I think what it lacks in that you find the crowd's going to make a difference, and, and obviously there are national championship banners and mm-hmm. Final Four banners and retired jerseys and conference champions uh, conference champion banners over almost every square inch of the the facility. Wow. So if you have any question about who, how good they've been over the last 30 years or so, uh, there, there's plenty of reminders. Yeah, uh, men's and women's, right? Ton of banners yeah, both. for both. Yeah, yeah. both. Yeah, right. you look – I mean, you look at Ray Allen and Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi and Khalid El Abid. You know, they've got plenty of names over the years that uh, that deserve spots on the wall. Man. That's great. Well, that's the atmosphere, uh, and that's, you know, the hill that, that Baylor gets to climb tonight. And Coach uh, Colin, it seems like, you know, pulls no punches saying we're the underdog. Uh, we've got nothing to lose here. Well, how do you think that might work in Baylor's favor? Just, uh, you know, hey, we got nothing to lose. Let's go out and play and see what we can do. Yeah, I think that does suit this team well. And, and it's funny, John, you know, you look at this team's record. We've, we've talked about it. Baylor is 20-12. and 12. And if you said Baylor's going to finish 20-12 and 12 this year at the beginning of the season, pick which games they'll win and lose, 
I don't think you would have picked the way it played out where Baylor, you know, has wins in Austin, you know, in Ames, handing Iowa State their only home loss uh, at Kansas, at Oklahoma. And even in some of the games they've lost, they've played some of their uh, better uh, games in losses against some of those same teams. Uh, Baylor's been forged really well by a, by a schedule that has you know, 25 of their 32 games this year against teams that are playing in the postseason, um, 17 of those against NCAA tournament teams, counting, uh, of course, of course, Saturday. And they've been forged for that. And then I think for whatever reason, this team just responds to what you described, going into a, a tough environment, a potentially hostile environment where the expectations are off and then proving people wrong. You know, I think you, you look at it and wish, boy, if you could bring that effort every game, or that's, I don't want to say effort, because I don't think it's an effort thing, but it, whatever that intensity is there in those games, I think if you could bottle it up all the time, Coach Nicky would certainly do that. But what you have here is a team that's about as well prepared as you can be, it would seem, for what they'll see tonight. Yeah. And what do you think it is, any, anything you can put your finger on uh, about how they have pl- played so well on the road and at neutral sites uh, you know, winning some games there that, you know, they turned around and didn't win at home. Anything you can put your finger on there? I, I wish I had an answer. I would say I don't really have a great answer, but it does seem like for whatever reason, you know, I think you look at the way this team is, uh, how this team is forming under under Coach Dickey, you know, they're, they're becoming in a lot of ways um, professionals and how they approach what other teams do. And I think you've got to learn how to do that. And maybe there's something about when you're on the road, you're just that much more focused. There's less distractions. There's less to, uh, there's less to take your eye off the ball, as it were. And we've seen some of those games where they're just locked in on the game plan, where they know what the coaches want them to do and where to be, and, and, and they execute it. And I think that's an area of this program, as this year goes on and into next year, is going to continue to grow. But I think we've really seen some of their best efforts at that on the road. Yeah, really cool. Well, I hope that happens tonight. Uh, I get Is this technically a neutral site game, or is it a home game for UConn? Because, I mean, it's on their home floor, but it's the NCAA tournament. Ooh, now that's – see, I don't know how they're actually going to put that yeah, in. Yeah, I don't if either. I'm completely honest. But I know, I mean, obviously this is the first time in a while since 2013, other than the COVID year, that Baylor hasn't been at home in the first two rounds. And, I mean, I think we've all always considered those home games. Home games, as far yeah. As I guess the way right. the players and coaches and broadcasters and all do. But I'm not actually sure what they do on the um, – on the, um, on, in the notes, in the game notes. Yeah, it's got to be a home game. I mean, it's your home it's floor. I mean, NCAA tournament or not, it's got to be considered a home game, I would think. Well, as I'm looking at the UConn notes, they actually have the uh, Vermont game and Baylor game capitalized as home games. So I I'm you. assuming yeah. they're putting that in the win column. Yep. I got you. Yep. All right, man, thanks for your time. Uh, it would be a huge win tonight. We'll be tuned in. Hopefully you're coming back tomorrow uh, and moving on to the Sweet 16. I hope so. Uh, this team, I think this team is uh, primed and ready to go. I was, we were all here watching last night, hoping that would be the same case for the men. But this is a, it's a tough time of year, and I'm proud of the two programs and hoping the women can carry the, uh, the torch tonight. Yeah, very good. All right, Derek, thanks very much. Have a great call tonight. Hey, you too, John. Appreciate all right. it. Thank all right, you. thanks very much. Derek Smith, he and Sophia Young-Malcolm will have the call. It's on 104.9 FM this evening. Also on the uh, terrific Varsity Network app. If you're outside our area and can't get 104.9, uh, download that free app, the Varsity Network app, 
and it now has all of our game broadcasts, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, softball. Uh, this time of year, all of those are available on the Varsity Network app. So check that out. It's a great tool. It's a great uh, option. My dad's up in uh, Garland, and uh, he uh, has figured out the Varsity Network app and listens to the games that way. So that's where you can tune it in tonight uh, for Derek and Sophia. Television will be on ESPN Television and on the air at 7.30 with the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off. It'll be 8 p.m. on ESPN TV tonight. Thanks to Derek. We appreciate him. Let's take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. They are quiet today as it normally is on a Monday, but back open and back at it full scale tomorrow. Let me look at this uh, email I just got from Terry Tacker. We are going to be live at the Baylor Club this Thursday. So come on by. Come and visit with us this Thursday. But Really, don't wait till then. Check out the Baylor Club on the web, thebaylorclub.com. You can give them a call to ask questions about membership, questions about reserving a space. How about, uh, you know, graduation is not that far away. Maybe you want to schedule and have your uh, graduation party at the Baylor Club. Check it out. Give them a call, 254-710-8080, or everything on the web at thebaylorclub.com where we'll be live coming up this Thursday. And uh, check it out right now on the web, thebaylorclub.com. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Sam Houston State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch Tuesday for the Bears and the Bearcats from Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. 
A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's a fact. No matter what kind of car you own, what make or model, eventually it's going to need to come in for repair or service. And if you don't know a lot about cars, then you need to know Jesse Bridge. Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's take a look. He'll tell you the truth about what's wrong with your car and what it's going to take to fix it. And get you back on the road again. Ask about Jesse Britt's famous $49.99 wheel alignment special. Just $49.99 for any wheel up to 22 inches. You're good to go. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bounce out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 or three from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. with this final segment john morris show on a monday we do appreciate you being with us john morris aaron sexton in the alan samuels studios and we're brought to you in part by kaleo wealth management check out uh, joe kaleo and his podcast your money and a cup of joe that is joe kaleo and kaleo wealth management matt mosley coming in top of the hour aaron what do you guys have planned between four and six this this afternoon we will talk with Waco Tribune Herald sports editor Bryce Cherry, who is in stores Connecticut for the Baylor women's game against UConn tonight. As you mentioned last segment, that game will be on our sister station, Star 104.9, starting with the pregame at 730 with Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm. So we will have Bryce on to talk about the matchup tonight in stores. We will also talk about the men losing to Creighton last night. We'll talk about the Cowboys' uh, free agent moves, a couple of big trades that I think really have improved the team. And uh, 
Lots more. We'll talk about Baylor baseball and softball from over the weekend and much more in Campus Confidential as well. All right, very good. So that's coming up between 4 and 6. Keep it right here for the Matt Mosley Show. And then, of course, game time is back tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. with Tom, with uh, Ward, with Ryan. Game time gets your day started at 7 a.m. every weekday right here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's look at some birthdays today, Aaron. And uh, it is my dad's birthday today up in Garland, Texas. Happy birthday to Sid Morris. Uh, 1958 grad of uh, Baylor University, Garland High School prior to that. So, Dad, happy birthday to you today up in Garland. It is also um, Kelly Drew's birthday today. Happy birthday to Kelly. Uh, We gave her a shout-out on the air yesterday during the game broadcast. Kelly and the kids were uh, were all there. And uh, she said, oh, it's so nice of you to remember which which I would have remembered, but I didn't say, well, it's also my dad's birthday, and that helps me remember. <laughs> but I would have remembered hers uh, being on March 20th. So happy birthday to Kelly Drew also. Um, also on March 20th, it is Bo Trahan's uh, birthday. Bo, former uh, assistant football coach here. Now he is at, uh, he's still at Tulsa, University of Tulsa. So happy birthday to uh, Bo Trahan. And Phil Duran is a former Baylor uh, letter winner and uh, uh, from Goldthwaite originally. And Phil is just plugged in to the uh, B Association, the Letter Winners Association, and a tremendous worker and volunteer and and uh, award winner from the B Association. So it's Phil Duran's birthday today. Happy birthday to him. All right, uh, Aaron, top Sid Morris and Kelly Drew with your celebrity birthdays today. Can <laughs> I you cannot, top that? I absolutely cannot top those two, <laughs> but I do, do have a really good list. All right, let's hear it. Uh, director Spike Lee turns 66 today. Actress Holly Hunter is 65. Model Kathy Ireland turns 60. Fabulous Thunderbirds guitarist Jimmy Vaughn, the older brother of the late Stevie Ray Vaughn, turns 72. Hal Linden, star of hugely popular 70s sitcom Barney Miller, turns 92. Another one of those celebrities wow, that's yeah. living a great, long life we you know, it just seems like every day there's another one. You're like, wow, they're in their 90s. They yeah, still look great. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. So happy birthday to Hal Linden on his 92nd birthday today. And we'll finish off with a couple of Hall of Famers. Heat G- general manager and former Laker head coach Pat Riley turns 78 today. And NHL Hall of Famer Bobby Orr turns 75. And I was very surprised by the fact that Pat Riley is older than Bobby Orr. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know that. why that surprised me, but right. I, I just, I don't know. I, I was like, I thought Bobby Orr would be much older, but not, he is not. He is three years younger than Pat Riley. There you go. Pat Riley, you know where he played uh, collegiately? I've heard it, but I'm blanking. University of Kentucky. He's I, a Kentucky okay. Wildcat. I yeah. was thinking the right one. Yep. So uh, there you go for uh, Pat Riley. Uh, and that's it. Is that it? Anybody else? No, that's it. All right, good list. That is a very good list. Very good list. So it's not birthday. your dad or Coach Drew's wife, but 
<laughs> it's a very good list. Uh, I would agree with you. All right. Happy birthday to all those folks. And uh, we appreciate you being with us this afternoon. Thanks to Derek Smith, who was on with us. You can hear Derek and Sophia tonight with the broadcast beginning at 730. Tip off at 8. It's on 104.9 FM or on the Varsity Network app. And television on the ESPN tonight for the Baylor women versus UConn coming up this evening. All-time series between these two. There have been some memorable games, not a, not a lot, but uh, this will be the 10th meeting all-time, and UConn leads the all-time series 5-4. to four. So uh, there have been some really uh, significant games and just seems like always really big when Baylor and UConn meet each other. Now here they are meeting for a, a trip to the Sweet 16 coming up tonight. So that's it tonight, and uh, appreciate Derek being on with us. Thanks also to Zach Dillon from Baylor Baseball for being on with us. Zach and the Bears back in action tomorrow evening, 6.30 at Baylor Ballpark, hosting Sam Houston State. Then they go to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State coming up this weekend. Thanks, uh, Aaron, for making things work. Thanks for tuning in. Now stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Own the underdog role because we don't have anything to lose.